3: this week in our business builder segment michael and i will be giving you our tips for incorporating a soft inviting sales pitch into your stage presentation but that's up a bit later first is our success interview today we are talking with engineer turned entrepreneur and the mother of quads, Kimberly O'Bannon. Through her business, Stellar Apps and Techie Hacks, Kimberly helps her clients expand their business and make more money. She's created an innovative online model for her business and I know you're going to find it interesting and hopefully it's going to give you some ideas on how you can incorporate a different perspective into your business. I also Want to know what's in the future for Kimberly and her business. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. Um, hi, Jonelle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for our conversation. I know you and I have had a number of conversations, and I am excited to ha- share your story and what you do with our listeners. I'd love to start each of our interviews with asking our guest just to tell us a little bit about your current business, how it started, and how it evolved, and I know yours has definitely evolved, and I think that's a great way to start our conversation. Um, yes. <laughs> well,
4: thank you. Um, so I'm actually a trained engineer and worked for over 10 years in the corporate environment uh, for the federal government, actually. And in 2001, I gave birth to quadruplets. So as you can imagine, that really changed my, my world and my career path. <laughs> um, I was very fortunate. I have all girls. Um, one of the girls, unfortunately, has some health issues, so I was not really able to go back to a full nine-to-five type job. So probably it's been about six years ago now, I was looking around for something that I could use my skills, but I could still stay home. And I discovered mobile apps, um, creating mobile apps for local businesses and for uh, speakers and coaches. And so I started that by working for another company, and I soon realized that being the outsourcer is not where the uh, money is. (laughs) So um, I created my own business called Stellar Apps at the time and um, I did websites and apps and that type of thing. Then last year I discovered another software that allows me to turn a Facebook business page into essentially a website. Um, So you can do all the things you can do on a website, but it's on Facebook. Um, So when I added that, I changed my name and my company to Stellar Apps plus Techie Hacks because I like to help, uh, especially women, um, overcome the fear of the techie side of building your business. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of what I do now.
3: Interesting. Because I think there is a stigma around technology. I know for me, um, you know, I know how to do certain things, but there's a number of things that I don't know how to do. And I'm a very hands-on person. So it's, I need to really walk through it. I need to actually do it. But I also know that I don't want to learn a lot of different things in technology because it's not where my zone of genius is. So how do you get people to overcome the kind of the fear and really realize that they don't need to learn it, they just need to go to an expert like yourself? Yes, excellent question.
4: I find that what I like to do is I like to first show my client maybe the technology part, even though they're not going to be the one doing it. And that, Mm -hmm. I think, helps them understand a little bit more about, um, you know, this isn't all that scary. For instance, like with a WordPress uh, uh, website, uh, I Mm -hmm. would show the person, like, you know, this is how you do your blogging, and I like to kind of teach as well as do. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other part is, if they truly don't want to know anything about it, I'm more than happy to just do it for them. And I think that um, that's one of the things I would like to uh, suggest to people is that you really do need to stay in, as you call it, your zone of genius. And um, Something I've learned over these past six years is if you're not good at techie, then you know, let somebody else do it. If you're not good at sales letters, then let somebody else do it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna put you on the spot a little bit and ask a question um, because I know one of the challenges that people always have um, a hard time with, and I know you went through this transition. So if it's not um, too personal, I'd love to have you share a little bit in someone like yourself who's really technical and you and I had some conversations early on when you were first starting and you were um, wanted to provide so much great information but for someone like myself it was too much information. So how do you how how have you adjusted so that you're providing people what they need to know not too much but providing it at a level that they're confident in you but That you that letting go of having to make sure they have all the details.
4: Yes, that is still my challenge. I will say, Janelle. Um, (laughs) So, so I I quickly or not quickly enough, but I learned that we all have our our words, our acronyms, the things we talk that we know but the other person doesn't. So my uh, biggest challenge is to put it in layman's terms. So, for instance, like if I'm talking to somebody and I say, do you have an opt-in, and they look at you like you have two heads, but if you say, well, do you offer something for free in exchange for an email, then they understand it. So, so yes, putting it in that other person's words is – is what we need to do, and that could be for anything. So like for me with the technical, I definitely, I would like spew all this stuff and people didn't understand it. So I try to put it in layman's terms as much as possible. And the, and the reverse has happened to me too. Like if I meet somebody that's really good with sales, they might start talking about all the tools they use, and I wouldn't understand what it is.
5: I mm-hmm.
3: hope that answers so, your ha- So and no it does so how do you and I like the way you did that opt in versus do you have you know something you offer in exchange for their email address and I think that is, is really something to reinforce for all of our listeners that it's really important to have those check-ins those points that you tell but uh, is someone you know getting to are you giving them too much information are there eyes glazed over because when that happens you lose them and they don't get the opportunity to really see and understand and be exposed to the value that the other person has to offer because you do a lot and you know a ton most people don't need to know it at that level they just need to be confident so it's finding that balance of being confident and and showing them that you know what it is and making sure you're asking them the right questions so you can really help them Yes, and I've also learned
4: the art of, like, keeping your mouth shut. So in other words, when you ask a question, then you really need to, like, stop talking and listen to the person because, you know, too many times somebody will ask you a question and before you can even an- answer it, they're, like, spewing off, you know, what you
3: need. Mm-hmm. You know, that's absolutely right, and that's one of the things that um, a good sales trainer will tell you is, Make sure you're getting the information. If you ask the right questions and listen for the responses, you can ask more questions. And then if you do it the right way, the person is actually going to opt in to what you have to offer and what your service is because they're going to realize they need you because you're guiding them down a path. And you're doing it authentically. You're doing it for their benefit, but it's asking those questions, and I think that's a real um, talent. Every once in a while, Michael will, like, put his hand up and say, they said yes, stop talking, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and cause we, we we know we have so much to offer, so it, no matter how much you do it and how, how good you get at it, there's always an opportunity to get better, so very yeah. interesting. So let me shift a little bit because I'm really intrigued with um, turning your Facebook business page into almost like your website. So, and, you know, we'll start the conversation and see where it goes before break. But how do you address a concern about Facebook and making changes to their, their how their people see things and what's going on when you're doing something like that? Because that would be a question that, you know, a lot of people would have? Yes, so that's a very good question. Um, well, a couple things with that. First of all, Facebook's
4: been changing their algorithm or the, what they use to uh, show you information in your newsfeed. They've been doing that ever since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. And this latest change is really as far as affecting uh, people's newsfeeds for the free, uh, what you see. Mm-hmm free, right, and what people can share freely. Um, so the the fact, though, that Facebook is really a business and they're about getting advertising dollars. So they really want you to, you know, do ads, which is at, when you're at the right time is a great thing to do. But there's still other ways you can still uh, get others to share your your information if it's content driven and then that's the other big thing i would say is um the algorithm change is really i think geared more towards the spammy type folks and what i mean by that are those people who aren't really giving any value they're just buy my product buy my service join my group you know they're uh, Yeah, yeah, not really giving you value. So Mm -hmm. with that said, though, the software I use is a third-party software that sits on Facebook. So your Mm -hmm. content is still yours. So if Facebook were to go away, you would still have your information um, that I have put on there. Um, But in the end, everybody needs to realize that Facebook is the most powerful marketing platform there is. I mean, way above Google and everything else, and it still has the best targeted, uh, the best way to target people, um, as opposed to like SEO or whatever. And it's still the cheapest way. So what I tell folks is. You know, obviously, you still want to have a website if you have one. But if you don't have a website, let's set you up on Facebook to get you started so you have a place for people to get your free information as well as to see and learn and know, like, and trust you.
3: Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I know a lot of people, you know, say I need a website and I need, they need some sort of presence. I know for us with Turn Knowledge to Profit, um, we need it so people can kind of check it out, but we don't really – that's not where we get our clients from, but they need to see that, that presence. But I think that people spend a lot of money to develop these gorgeous websites before they can even validate the, what people are looking for and making sure they've got the right message. So I'm intrigued with being able to do it much quicker, much you know, a little bit easier than having to spend a lot of time and a, you know, a fortune developing something that may be obsolete or not even add any value. Exactly, and so um, when I say turn it into a website,
4: um, just as some examples, you mm-hmm. can uh, create a a page on your uh, on your business page, and it mm-hmm. can be like your about page, you know, and you could have a video, and and when you have a video, by the way it really helps people connect to you much faster. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just words on a piece of paper. They're seeing your face, your expression. It it helps you build your know, like, and trust. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, with that on your uh, business page, I can set it up so you can um, basically capture that person's information just like you would on a website, except Mm -hmm. instead of just having email, you now connect it to Facebook uh, chat feature or the Messenger. Mm -hmm. And Facebook Messenger is still pretty... It's really amazing, um, at least I think so, because mm-hmm. people will open it, um, you know, unlike email that you know, probably m- maybe gets a 20 or 30% open rate, is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook Messenger is still pretty new and people will open the message you send them. Um, so if you do it right, you know, that's a very powerful technique. Mm-hmm. Um, And then um, I can also set it up where you can actually, you know, you can sell products from your business page now as well as uh, set up kind of like a membership site. So my software allows me to, uh, it's called gated or it's uh, basically you have to opt in before you get to the information and then they get to the information. So it's very similar to a membership site, and then you can connect a group to it. So I know all that sounds a little crazy, but so basically what I'm just trying to say is just about anything you could think of for marketing that you do on a website, like you want to have your information there, you want people to be able to contact you, you want to be able to offer your free stuff, I can do that all within Facebook.
3: Wow, it really, that sounds really intriguing. We do need to take a real quick break, but when we come back, I want to continue the conversation, Um, and I also want to talk a little bit about um, value versus selling from the site, and then talk a little bit about how people would get started, Um, because it sounds really intriguing. This is Janelle
5: McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? Visit monetizemenow.com for details.
0: Are you a coach, speaker, or author who would like to finally earn what you know you're worth? Would you like to create a life that gives you more time to do the things that you love? Entrepreneurs like you hire us to turn their knowledge into a full range of scalable products, That earn more, make a bigger impact in the world, and create the freedom to live the life others only dream about. With our done-for-you approach, we do all the heavy lifting, creating the right products for you, your clients, and your business. The potential is limitless. If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
3: Welcome back. This is Janelle McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. Today on our success interview, we're talking with Kimberly O'Bannon with Stellar Apps and Techie Hacks. And if you missed the first part of the conversation, you want to go ahead and go back and listen to that because Kimberly offered some great insight into how to use Facebook for building your business and how to get started. And we had a great conversation on that. And I also loved that you shared, Kimberly, about really keeping, when you're having a conversation with someone, because technology can get really overwhelming, keeping it very simple. I often hear people say, um, keep the conversation at, you know, a fifth grade level. So, don't get too technical. People don't need to know all that. And I love that you've really made that adjustment. Um, and then just listening to what people are saying and asking great questions. So I love that. Before the break, we were talking about using your website and using Facebook. And you made the statement about more using more value versus selling. And I think a lot of people you know, think they've got to constantly be selling, but it's really about building a relationship. It's asking engaging questions. And what have you seen um, that's really working well? Because a lot of people think they have to be pushing, but you really want to pull people in. And then what you're doing, I believe, is attracting the people that really want to work with you. Those are your ideal clients if you do it the right way. So what suggestions would you have for people to do that? Um,
4: Well, uh, several things actually come to mind. One is if you are a, a coach, for instance, if you could provide some information that shows people like how you coach or what your expertise is. And what I mean by that is you go say you go uh, do Facebook live and you do that mm-hmm. every day for a few days and you give each uh, each day you give a, a tip or a nugget on what you provide um, or I've seen another coach where she actually has what she calls a do-it-yourself coaching which is basically she sends uh, people a video every day that teaches them what they need to do to do as a business person. So um, in addition to that, the other thing I would say is instead of just being like, well, I have the greatest product and you have to buy it and I know you need it, well, instead, ask questions and provide information for free. Um, I've seen, you know, people do it both ways. Where some people are just like, "Well, I can't talk to you unless you pay me because my knowledge is so important." Well, yes, all of our knowledge is important. However, um, how do I know if I even want to work with you, right? Unless I know, like, what your personality is and what you're like. So that's what I mean by giving value. Um, you know, offer some of your knowledge. Let people see that you do know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, in a non- arrogant way. And mm-hmm. um, and use video to your advantage.
3: I think video absolutely is, you know, the way of the future. And I, I really like that. It is really about letting people know a little bit about who you are. And you're not going to give everything away, but you can give actionable suggestions, tips, ideas so that people really do see that you if you're offering that for free. Imagine what you would offer if people would work with you and people want to taste before they make the investment. I think they've invested in a lot of people that, you know, they're not really getting what they think they're going to get. So people want to make sure they're getting it before they make that investment. Exactly. And not only that, but a lot of times
4: people could tell tell you their program to the T, but I don't want to do it, right? I mean, like, right. you know, reverse for me. Like, I could tell somebody how to do all this technical stuff, but if that's not where their expertise is, they don't want to do it. So even though
3: I shared it, they're going to still hire mm-hmm. me, you know, to do it for them. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely correct, and I think that's really important is to determine whether they, early on, whether they want to do it themselves or whether they want you to do it or, you know, maybe you've got a partner that does it if for some reason someone doesn't offer the, the do it your, you know, the, so you can do it your, you know, teach them the DIY or the done for you like we do with Turn Knowledge to Profit. There are a lot of people out there that teach you how to do it, but, We actually do it for you if you want to do it. Exactly. And that's a very valuable uh, service. Yeah, and you want to know that when you're having a conversation so that you know what direction to take it down because they're very different paths when you're going down and explaining things. Yes, that's the other thing I've learned from
4: my coach this past year is that you really want to ask a lot of questions up front because, Mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, I might think, oh, this person wants X, Y, Z, but they really want A, B, C.
3: So, you know, I need to ask the right questions. Absolutely, because then what you do is you're really providing them with the right level of information and you're making the right invitation for them to step in and work with you. And that's really important to the success of the relationship yes completely so let me let me shift just a little bit so how did you get started um, with the use of social media you know Facebook for website because people are always saying how do you keep up with the current technology the current thing so how do you how do you get something like that is it finding a partner is it just going to a conference how do people get started in looking at those, I guess, finding those new ways, the next new thing? Um, yes.
4: Well, in my case, I was exposed to this particular software I use on Facebook um, from a, uh, a coach, That had used it but she didn't really understand the techie part so she kind of asked me if I'd look into it and then I started looking into it and seeing all the exciting things that were happening and I joined Mm -hmm. their um, expert program um, for this software so that I could get some additional uh, information on how to use it the best Mm -hmm. of my knowledge but I think uh, the biggest way that I see people getting into social is they see somebody using it effectively as, and they, as an example, and then they try to replicate what that person's doing. So, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, some direct salespeople use social media really wonderfully and provide a lot of value, and they're not, you know, hammering you with their products and others are hammering you with their products. So mm-hmm. um, I think to, to just ask people that are using social media, how are they using it? Is it working for them? You know, try to find examples.
3: Mm-hmm. No, that's great, and um, I, I love, you know, going back to the value versus the uh, the selling. I know Sandra Yancey with Woman Network does, you know, 15 hours of free content each month that she's giving so that people get to know her. They get to know the organization. They get to know the value, and I think that's, that's really important. And then I love the fact that because you are that technology, that that expert that you're known as a resource, you know, someone came to you and asked, how do you use this? What do you think? What do you know? Because that's really what you want to be known as in whatever you do, I believe. You want to be that go-to person. And it's impossible to stay up on everything, but having those great partnerships, those relationships where people can share with you, you can share with them in that kind of small inner circle You've really got more people out there looking out for you and seeing things that are going on. that You might have missed this had you not had that relationship. Oh, yes, completely, because I never had heard of the
4: software until the, the coach, like I said, asked me about it. Um, and I definitely in e women, have seen that happen where once you become known as the expert in something, it's great how
3: we can then refer each other. Absolutely. I that's one of the reasons I love eWomen Network and the connections because it's not just local, it's global. So once you're known as that expert, you really do get that opportunity. So what's coming up for you? I know there's, you know, you're always seeing the different ways that people can connect and different ways they can engage people. So what are you working on that's going to start getting people more engaged and to know what you do?
4: yes well thank you for asking so there is this big um, push on a space Facebook specifically, um, for things called challenges. Some people run three-day challenges, five-day challenges, seven-day challenges. And the great thing about this is you can provide people with um, actionable steps each day, and they can see what you can offer them. And then, of course, at the end of that challenge, then you offer to either you know have a consultation with them or to uh you know invite them into your program and i've seen this really work really well and there's an example i have of one person who she basically built her grouped uh, additional 3,500 people by running a 10-day challenge along with the sweepstakes because if you offer something uh, free of value then that's mm-hmm. another way you can get people to share your facebook post basically uh virally, you know, with all their friends and family because they want the chance, of course, to to win whatever. So so challenges are the next big thing. And I myself am starting one in February, and it's called um, basically how leverage Facebook to create more income. And each day I'm going to you know, not only show people like what they can do in their Facebook page to make it more optimized or to mm-hmm. uh, get more traction from it, but then I'm also mm-hmm. going to be talking about the software I use and, and the things we can do there. But I'm super excited just to, to be able to share my knowledge with people and, um, you know, and see you know, what, what kind of questions people
3: might have that I can help them with. Very interesting. I'm going to definitely have to check that out. So how can our listeners learn more about what you have to offer and get in touch with you? Oh, so there's
4: uh, several ways, actually. They can uh, go onto Facebook and look for my business page, which is Stellar Apps plus Techie Hacks. Um, or I'm pulling up my website. Address us here, <laughs> um, or they could, um, for my challenge, it's basically challenge.myfpn.com, and that will take them um, into Facebook, and if I'm running a challenge, they could sign up at that time. Um, but if they want to just find out more about me and find out, you know, how to call me and everything, um, that would just be welcome.myfpn.com, and that
3: stands okay. for monetize your fan page now <laughs> oh okay i got it perfect um, and we will put a link on our turn knowledge to profit page with um, today's interview so people will be able to connect to you from there too um, this oh. has been great so as we end our time together what's one piece of advice or one action item you can recommend to our listeners that they can do to start building and growing their business Oh, okay. Well, definitely, um, there's this
4: little uh, trick on your Facebook fan page that I'd like to tell people about, and it's called the notes section, N-O-T-E-S. If you don't have it on your uh, business page right now, you can add it as one of the tabs. And what this does is it allows you to blog on Facebook. And so um, you can put a full blog post there with links and, and videos and everything within this section called Notes. And it is, um, what do you call, uh, searchable by Google. So if people put in keywords, your Facebook note will show up in the Google search engines. So that's free
3: traffic for you. That's fascinating, and I did not know that. And I bet there are a lot of our listeners that um, don't know that. So thank you very much for sharing. This has been a great conversation, and I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for so much for having me. It's been fun. It's been great. Thank you. We need to take another real quick break. And when we come back, it's our business builder. So stay tuned. This is John L. McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit.
0: If you want to leverage your time so you can earn more while working less, visit us today at TurnKnowledgeToProfit.com and find out just how far your knowledge can take you. You're listening to Janelle McCauley on the EWN Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. This is Michael McCauley, and you're listening to Turn Knowledge to Profit. I'm here with Janelle, and in our Business Builder segment today, we're going to talk about selling from the stage.
1: I love this topic, and I know selling from the stage is changing, and we had a great recent interview with Michelle Mazur. She talked about this very topic on a recent trends and insight segment, so if you missed it, be sure to check it out.
2: Yeah, that was really a great segment. I learned a lot. I thought we understood selling from the stage, and boy, I learned a lot from her. But you know, many what's happening today is that many organizers, many event organizers, just don't allow their speakers to sell from the stage. And in fact, they put it in the contract that says they're absolutely not allowed to sell from the stage, and that puts speakers kind of in a bind. You know, it's great for the audience because so many people were selling from the stage that whenever I know, whenever you or I went to an event, we were ready for a, what we called a pitch fest you know, that you would see speaker after speaker after speaker just pitching some product to you and you sort of got used to it and you really kind of stopped listening to them. So really good for the audience that that's sort of gone away now. On the other hand, for speakers, not so good because anybody who's out speaking, they're not doing it for their health, they're doing it because they want to monetize it, they want to grow their business, it's part of their marketing, it's part of their sales strategy. So. It really puts them sort of in a tough bind if they can't sell from the stage.
1: It does. And, you know, it's interesting because I just spoke at a recent women's conference and in my talk, it was all about sharing stories. It was about relating to the audience and it was interesting because I was watching people and they were shaking their heads and they were really engaged. There was no offer and what I did is I invited them to give me their email so that I can send them a copy of the PowerPoint which had a lot of quotes and visuals and at lunch it was the topic of conversation with everyone. After lunch another speaker who had really good information but it was all about selling. It was a very different style and it was interesting to hear the comments about her style. It was a very different type of talk and yet I had people coming up to me left and right wanting to know more. So it absolutely can be done. And I know we've talked a lot about it, but if people can't sell from the stage, what do you recommend for helping them engage with potential clients?
2: Well, that yeah, that's a great example. And in fact, what I've found is it almost, in a sort of an interesting way, helps you as a speaker to have someone else selling from the stage when you're not selling from the stage. Because the example you just gave, where you're up there, you're giving your quotes, you're, you're giving away knowledge, you're really engaging with the audience. And then right after you, here comes somebody who's actually selling and people in the audience are now thinking back to your presentation thinking wow that was really a great presentation because i don't really like being sold so it it really is kind of an interesting contrast Um, and you also gave away one of the, the the great tricks for selling from the stage without really selling so one of the things that you can do and i always advise people to do is wait for the well first off is to have a lot of quotes in their presentation. And not the same quotes that you get all the time, but but really search for really unique quotes by unique people. And it's so easy today. You know, you can go to brainyquotes.com, you can go to all sorts of different quote sites, uh, and you can get uh, really, really great quotes for just about anything. You put in a couple of keywords, and they'll find you literally hundreds of quotes uh, that will 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 really cause you to think and cause your audience to think. And I always find that's interesting. I know that in the presentation that you gave, there was a quote. There was an old Russian proverb. There was a quote from Steve Jobs. There was a quote from Robert Kiyosaki. You know, just all sorts of different diverse quotes. In fact, we had one in there from even from Dr. Phil. So there's no limit to where you can get those from. Uh, so basically, when you have those quotes in there, what you'll see as a speaker is almost invariably you'll see camera phones go up now or tablets go up now yeah to for people to take pictures and that's like a great invitation for you because now you can say hey don't worry about that just write presentation on or slides on my business on your business card and give it to me afterwards i'll be happy to send them to you free of charge or give them a website where they can go and download it or you know do some other way to engage them and so that's a great opportunity to in essence sell the connection without actually selling a product. So that's important. Um, The other thing is to really make sure that you have a lot of value in your presentation. It all comes back to value. You want to give, 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 give. And people see that and they take it in and they think, gosh, if she's giving this away, what must the other information that you have be worth? So it really is a great way to engage with people if you can give value away, and obviously I'm not saying give away everything you know, that's not what you do, but at a high level, um, if you have a proprietary process, you can tell people what the process is at the high level, what the four or five or six steps are, and be pretty confident that they're not going to be able to implement those steps on their own, that they're going to come back to you to learn more about what did you mean by this step or what did you mean by that part? Or how can I find out more about this or that? And that's where now you can sell to them after your presentation, either during lunch or at a booth or you know wherever it might be.
1: Well, and I think it's also important one of the things that worked really well was sharing some things that I do as a business owner that have helped me create success but also some things I've learned along the way because one of the things we we've talked about in the past is that no like and trust factor and I had a number of people come up to me and say I realized I'm not alone, because I think so often people think they're the only ones that have a certain challenge, and if you can share stories or relate to people, it really helps build that know, like, and trust factor in an authentic way, because you and I know that that is the key to success.
2: So Yeah, you know, it's interesting, because because you can't sell from the stage now, it's almost like your whole presentation has now become a sales pitch for you, not for your products. So rather than focusing the last 20 minutes or the the last 15 minutes or whatever on selling the audience a product, you're now spending the entire presentation, 30, 40, 50 minutes, selling yourself to them, which is sort of an interesting change.
1: And there's a way to do it, I believe, very successfully, very authentically, very heartfelt, where it doesn't feel like you're trying to sell yourself or sell your experience, but just having a conversation and really sharing some of the things you've done, some of the things that you've learned. People are really hungry for that today. So we talked about offering the slides as a free gift. What other types of things can people do? How can they offer something
2: without selling? Well, I think, again, it always goes back to value, providing value. And uh, I know that three or four, gosh, or maybe even five years ago now, when we were in the Mastermind together, it's said it time flies. Um, we first heard about the idea of, of providing a free coaching call after the presentation. And that was four or five years ago. And that was like a revelation. It was really great. People were latching on to that. Well, you know, I, I, sorry to say today, that pretty much is gone. There are people that are still offering it, but let's be clear, everybody in the audience knows it's not a coaching call, it's a sales call. They know that. So you know you can call it whatever you want, strategy call, coaching call, it doesn't really matter what you call it, they know they're gonna get sold. So that kind of has died off. And it really has gone back to um, products that provide some tangible benefit or some tangible result to the audience. So I've been to some great presentations, and I know you have, too, where they'll give you a handout, and it's, it's a worksheet. It, it allows you to work through whatever the process is that they've been talking about from the stage. That's a great opportunity. Uh, there's others where they've sent us to a website where we can download a free ebook that goes into more detail about what they just talked about from the stage. So there's all those those things that, that provide tangible benefit. I would always recommend that whatever you provide to people uh, as a free gift, that it includes some way for that person to work through it and come out with a result on the en- other end. Um, you know, yes, it won't be as good of a result as if you wor- work through it with them in a one-on-one coaching situation, but it'll be much better than what they have now and it'll get them started and then they'll, there has to be sort of a next piece that they're going to want to come back to you for and that's where you really do your sales but you really want to give them some tangible benefit so that they go away thinking that wow this was really a powerful presentation um, she gave away all sorts of great information and i now have something that makes me better off that moves my business forward just from that presentation and that free gift.
1: Now, I absolutely agree with you, and I think we could continue this conversation for hours. What I do is invite everyone to go to our Facebook page at Turn Knowledge to Profit, and we'll do a couple things. One is, can I ask you, Michael, if you would put a couple of your sites on there that have some great quotes on so people can get that? So go to Turn Knowledge to Profit on Facebook, and we'll share that. And share what your free gift is. If you've got one when you're talking, share that so we can learn more about you and your business. We look forward to continuing the conversation.
2: You know, this has really been a great conversation. I want to thank all of you for joining us today on Turn Knowledge to Profit. Again, I want to remind you to visit our Turn Knowledge to Profit page on Facebook and share your questions, your insights, and your ahas. And also share one action you're going to take in the next week to turn your knowledge into profit. If you have an idea for a future show, be sure to email me at michael at tk2p.com. That's michael at tk2p.com. Have a wonderful and profitable week.
0: Turn Knowledge to Profit